0: Hi and welcome everyone to the 97th episode of CRM Rocks. This is Marcus Allanson, and today's podcast will be about human resource. And with me today, I have Marlin Mattnes from KnowIt. Marlin Mattnes works as head of Dynamics 365 at KnowIt in Oslo, Norway. Marlin started working with CRM in 2009 and had become a CRM consultant by 2014. In 2018, she was introduced to Talent, now known as Human Resource, and loved it. In July 2019, Microsoft recognized her contribution to the community with her MVP status. Molin Bloggs, and her blog is focused on Dynamics 365 Human Resource, Power Platform, Click Dimensions, and Dynamics 365 Marketing. Welcome, Marlene.
1: Thank you for having me, Marcus.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very good. I am uh, excited that 2020 is almost over.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing these days, right?
1: Yeah, we're, uh, we need to get 2021 started. and. <laughs>
0: Yeah, everyone, just keep calm and it will it will pass. yeah So what is it that you do?
1: I have been working for Noit, which is a big Scandinavian company. We uh, have offices in Oslo and Bergen in Norway. We have our main office is in Stockholm in Sweden. We also have a, a branch in Malmö in Sweden. And uh, basically where we find our good people... Uh, is where we have office. So I've been working there for almost a year, uh, and we are focusing on CRM's. So we're working Salesforce, HubSpot. I am building up our Dynamics department. We are just starting with Dynamics, but we um, I've been working with Dynamics for a long time. I'm really excited to to bring more Dynamics consultants to the business.
0: We're customers all the time. What's your last memorable customer experience? As a customer.
1: Because I I used to be a customer on the CRM side way back when, years ago. And I always remember the things I learned there. Part of it was how bad a CRM project can be and how it affects people if it turns bad. Another part was how good it can be once it is solved and starts working and actually helping you in your day-to-day work. and. It can make your life easier um, a bad project can make life very hard
0: <laughs> yeah, it can ruin companies
1: oh yes oh yes definitely and, and not just companies but also the the people i'm i'm very um i'm very focused on the people behind everything the people that are actually going to do the work because they in my opinion they are the most important people to talk to because they know what to do and how they have been doing things and how they need to do things moving forward. And if you just build a system that it could work very good, but if it isn't what the customer needs, then it's still not a good CRM system.
0: Yeah. So how did you start with Talent back when it was called Talent?
1: Back when it was Talent, it was in, uh, I think it was March of 2018. So it's been years now. It's very strange. Um, we had a customer contact us, um, our sales guy, saying that, uh, could you have a proof of concept on talent? And of course, our sales guy, being a sales guy, he said, yes, of course we can. I'll contact you in t- tomorrow once I've um, found our consultant. And then he turned to us and said, what is talent? And we said, I have no idea. Never heard of it. And um, he then it was, I had just started at this company a couple of months earlier. And my then boss, the, um, Thomas Sansa, the CRM keeper, a uh, close friend of mine, he said, I think it's some kind of HR thing, but Molin will learn it. That, that's no problem.
0: So it was like tag you it.
1: Yeah, that was basically it. And I was like, eh, okay, well new things, new shiny tech stuff, I'm all in. (laughs) And then I started working with it and I'm like, wow, this is nothing like CRM at all. This comes from finance and operations and that is nowhere near CRM, yikes. So it was just trying to completely change my mind and how things are built up and how the database works and just a oh, crazy functionality and it took some time i um luckily i had some great mentors um i have had a former um ax mvp now working for microsoft in norway and he was a massive help for me uh, at the time um just because i had no idea where to start and when i did start there were no blogs, just about nobody talked about HR because it was new. I think it, it went GA um, half a year before, like I think it was the fall of yeah. 2017. So there were nobody talking about it, at least not regularly. So that was, um, it was a bit hard starting out back then. Just okay, you can always read the docs page, um, but. They're written. It's hard
0: in. to tell recommendation from Docs pages,
1: yeah, and those are written in Microsoft language, not always that easy to understand, especially coming from a CRM site. I had no idea how where or how complex it could be the system. So it was um, it was a rough start, but I, I loved it, and I I, I I saw an opportunity and I thought, well, absolutely nobody is blogging about this, Yeah, then I could.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good idea.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Good idea. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And I had Rachel Profit back in episode 82 in October of 2019. What would you say has happened with the product since then?
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of death and despair, (laughs) so to speak. Uh, Yeah, that was just before uh, it all kicked off and everything changed. Um,
0: Yeah, so that was talent and now it's HR. So what would you say was the main course that changed during, I mean, December 2019, I think?
1: Yeah, December, January, I... Uh I found out a bit a bit sooner, but I wasn't allowed to talk about it, so that sucked. <laughs> but it was uh they decided to deprecate uh a that was the recruiting part and onboarding, which of course was the onboarding app, which I loved. I absolutely loved onboarding. It was easy, it was usable, it was fantastic. Uh, apparently not a lot of companies used it. So that was why they deprecated that. They just didn't see that much usage of it. Um which is fair. They they need to to earn money. That's what Microsoft lives from. Um and if people don't use the application, then they basically have no choice but to deprecate it. When it comes to attract, <clears throat> they were um Competing against themselves, <laughs> with LinkedIn being acquired by Microsoft, so they they kind of pushed out money on recruiting applications on two fronts. Um, and Brendan Potter, which works with HR, he said that it just doesn't make sense because a lot of the new things people want in attract it actually is in LinkedIn. Um, talent hub already so they had just come further with linkedin talent hub and it might have a broader market i think there were more people on linkedin than they are on um dynamics 365 unfortunately
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i would guess so as well
1: Mm -hmm. so they they just said that okay we we can't keep doing this we really need to to focus our attention on one of those, and that was the the LinkedIn part.
0: Okay, so probably they have been realizing for a time then that they were they were competing with LinkedIn, the yeah. attract part or onboarding or what is it called in LinkedIn? Then
1: it is called the LinkedIn Talent Hub.
0: The LinkedIn Talent Hub. Okay,
1: yeah. so they was it back in.
0: <laughs> Sorry?
1: They even stole the name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And I mean, Microsoft acquired LinkedIn, I think, back in 2016. So it wasn't just then and there. So they probably had sort of built up the momentum better than on the LinkedIn side and couldn't have two of them. And I mean, that makes sense, but yeah. yeah. Do you often combine human resource with the LinkedIn part nowadays then?
1: Um, not so far. Um, that is mainly because a LinkedIn Talent Hub is, it, it's quite a new system. Um, it I don't think it's available for every country yet. So they've been working on that. And I think it just, uh, in 2019 became available at for some companies and then you had to be a big big company and you had to do a lot of recruiting um so I, I think it, w- it was just by the end just a year ago that they realized okay now it they're going to open it for a broader market and it's going to be even more of a competitor and they could um, just, focus more on that and now they are focusing on integrating hr with amongst other linkedin talent hub
0: okay so talent hub that's where you post job openings that you as a company have there where people can submit their profiles and you can compare them to each other and yeah yeah basically try to find the best people out there right
1: yeah that is. And for for some of the companies I've been working with, LinkedIn isn't where they would find their employees. If you work trying to find a carpenter or a ship crew or a barista or someone working at a grocery store, you're not going to find those on LinkedIn.
0: Perhaps a nurse.
1: Yeah, a nurse. <laughs> they... they. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so, LinkedIn Talent Hub—that's just for LinkedIn, right?
1: Yes, it's just for LinkedIn. I mean,
0: there, there there must be a ton of these networks for other professions.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are, and that is one of the major things that the HR team has been working on, and uh, they came the fall release on HR this fall. In my opinion, it has been the best. Release since I started working with the project. Product it is. It, it was absolutely good, and they have been focusing on all the right things, and just doing a lot of good stuff. So one of them uh, are focusing on integrations.
0: Yeah, let's wait just a little bit with that one, right?
1: <laughs> so, so,
0: so onboarding them. So that's totally gone now.
1: Yeah, it is. You still have task management and in onboarding once the people start at the company um, or like the internal stuff you need to do on onboarding and offboarding and transition. but So you have some part of the onboarding as well, but that is more of a task management. So you set up that uh, X amount of days before or after the new employee starts, then they would need to do this, this and that. So you okay, do- so
0: it's like a template. Buy them a computer, install a computer, get them an office space. Yeah, make sure that, I don't know, cell phone, yeah. passcodes to the, yeah.
1: Yeah, everything. And then once the employee starts at the company and does um, get access to the system, then you can have all these stuff. That start from the day they start saying that okay, so now you have to go to this site and do this. Now you have to go to um, the have one on one with the HR people. Now you have to do this. This is your mentor and everything. So uh, it's it's a very good and easy task management system for onboarding, and of course you can use it for offboarding and transitioning to different uh, positions internally as well so it's it's a very good system for it Um, it's not as shiny as onboarding was because onboarding was it was easy you could send it out before people started you could uh, send it out to an external email address you could uh, yeah you could you could just do do good stuff with onboarding Uh, and i i know now I have uh, previously held some presentations about how you use talent with the Power Platform. And one of those options is to use a Power App um, as an onboarding application for that. So there there are opportunities and there are possibilities if you want to do onboarding now as well. But again, they're not that pretty as I. I absolutely love the onboarding application and I I think that was one of the first things I I said when I talked to Brendan when, once he told me that they were deprecating it and I said okay attract totally understand that I I kind of saw that coming once I saw that talent came with the talent hub why did you kill onboarding <laughs> it was so good and,
0: <laughs> and they, they didn't come up with a good answer for you for that one
1: yeah, it, it, it was basically the usage. So there All were right. too few companies using it, basically.
0: Okay, so so did you sort of try to talk yourself up when you made a blog post about that time that talent is dead and it's a good thing?
1: <laughs> uh, a, a bit of both, because I I honestly think the name change for once, that was the absolutely best name change i think the microsoft has come with
0: it now, is human resource proof.
1: it is human resource it is an application for human resources it it that is what it is it, it's that's how they should be they should i mean i know it's sales and customer service and that's what they do but for me it is and probably always will be crm
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and a lot of people, if you look, because I, I have a marketing background, so I I pay close attention to uh, Google searches and everything. And the customers aren't searching for Dynamics three hundred and sixty five sales; they're searching for Dynamics three hundred and sixty five CRM still. And I don't think they're they're looking for serum That was
0: some quite some time ago, right? <laughs> still, and yeah,
1: it's crazy it's um i i was out on maternity leave in 2016 and 17 and when i i left the company to start on my maternity leave in 2016 it was called crm and i was working on the crm department and when i came back in 2017 i wasn't on the crm and it wasn't called crm and it had probably changed twice since then and it was now dynamics 365 and i was like what? Wait, wait. <laughs> Too much stuff has happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but um rebranding it from talent to human resources, yeah, that was a great decision. That was a great name change. Um, killing a yeah, truck. All right. That was all so, good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what's the best news in your view on the last year then?
1: From the HR perspective... Uh, I think that they are finally getting the enhanced candidate profile into the HR, the core application. Um, that 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 one actually surprised me a bit because I've always wondered how we were supposed to do recruiting now and how we were supposed to interact with the other recruiting systems because there weren't anywhere to hold the candidates within HR and it turns out that in finance operations there are uh, a candidate's entity that I don't know if they forgot to take it over to HR or if they forgot to complete it or what happened but parts of it were in HR but the important parts weren't (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I never understood where it came from. <laughs> so so this
0: enhancement that meant that it's available in the HR part of Dynamics now. Then
1: yeah, that's correct. Uh, it came uh, in the fall release of this year. As I said, the fall release this year. It was. It is one of my favorite releases. Well, since I started working with the system, because it was just so many good things coming and so many important things.
0: Yeah. So that means that these are then tracked towards those external applicant systems, application tracking systems, or something?
1: They can be because um, they. Like
0: LinkedIn, uh, the Talent Hub. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Because they've now come. Uh, again, with the, the fall release, uh, the and integration with the LinkedIn Talent Hub also became general available. So that just enhanced it even more. And there are just some great Azure AD integrations and integrations with payroll providers and. I know Jared, the one responsible for integrations uh, on the team has done an amazing job and has really pinned down what kind of integrations you need for the HR system to work and to be able to easier, easier connect with the other systems. Because I've I've talked with a lot of HR departments these last two, almost three years, and they are a forgotten bunch. I mean, yeah. they they have been on the back of the company's IT strategy for years. There, there's been sales are first, and of course, you have customer service, and you need your marketing, and HR has just been, eh, we've got Excel, it's okay, we have papers, we can just do some, yeah, we can do some here and here. And there hasn't really been a focus on HR at all. And I and I think that um, the uh, the HR application really is a very good way for Microsoft to to focus on that team.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and and, unless you're a recruitment company, it's not really your core business. So it's just something that you have to do to be able to do the business you want to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and it is so important. And I think a lot of companies realized just how important HR is during this year um, what happens do we have control over all our people do we have the contact information do we have the address the the emergency contact if they get sick do do we have all our information in one place and I think a lot of companies realize that okay so we might not have a specific system where we have all the information, probably somewhere in four or five different systems, there is enough information. If we can combine, if we can pull out the information, that's not even sure. And then you just have the okay, so what happens? When your HR department has to work full full time on something else, what about the traditional HR de- jobs? Do do we know who have borrowed this kind of equipment home? Do we know everyone was like in in our, our our line of business, our companies? We had we could borrow a screen home because we need often need that to do our jobs. I mean we. No, it does a lot of um, websites, and we have marketeers, and we do a lot of developments for websites. Uh, in addition to Serum, and they, we just lent out. Um,
0: yeah, no one was on, in the office to use the screens. So why not bring them home?
1: Yeah, exactly. But and a lot, I know a lot of companies did that. But do all of these companies know who lent what or? Will you just when you come back to the to the office? Hopefully, early twenty one. Hopefully, um, will there be enough screens? Do we know who has screens? Do we just help people? Does
0: Dynamics three hundred and sixty five Human Resource address any of this?
1: Yes, it does. All right, then. Yeah. so you
0: said, yeah, so you can have a system of records where, okay, who lent what? Yes, when did we lend it? And hopefully keep track of um, <laughs>
1: yeah, when your
0: inventory sort of.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. So you could um, just down to the serial number uh, say that, okay, so this employee have this kind of computer with this serial number, this kind of phone, this kind of PC screen. And you track everything, so you have everything, and all of it is connected to to the employee in HR and you can say that okay, you can go and see okay, this employee he is quitting fine, and one of the tasks in the offboarding list will be to hand back all the the things you have uh, borrowed all the inventory you have. And you can yeah. say, well, I I have full control over all the your inventory and I can see that you haven't delivered back the screen that you borrowed on this date.
0: Or the keys to the office.
1: <clears throat> oh, yes. <laughs> there, there, I think there are a lot of companies with a lot of keys that are not delivered back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if we try to go back yeah. to the... To the release wave, then. So, what would you say is uh, on your second of this list, then?
1: I do love the Teams integration. I have I've actually held several um, presentations about uh, using Dynamics 365 and Teams together <clears throat> because when I started, uh, Outlook was the way. You had your CRM system in Outlook and you opened Outlook and you had your email and you had your CRM system and it was awesome and you didn't need to remember any URLs and nothing. And that is coming a bit back now with Teams. Finally, you can have your CRM system, your marketing, HR, whatever in Teams and they have made a very smooth leave and absence application in Teams. Uh, so, that I think is one of my favorites. And when we go over to 21 in March, I'm looking forward to the private preview in February, because um, then the leave requests will be integrated with your Outlook calendar. So, then, when, yeah, so then when you schedule time off in Teams through the HR app and you get that approved by your manager then it will automatically be added to your Outlook calendar, which is awesome. And hope,
0: yeah. <laughs> and hopefully then you can get an sort of, okay, when you get to the out-of-office, perhaps you have some email replies set up as well, because just in Outlook, otherwise it's too I mean you have to block your calendar, say that you're out of office, and then you have to set up your email replies to the same dates range. What yeah. does, it, does it say external, internal? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's a time lot, to
1: a lot of things you can do and just yeah. Very um it but again it's just uh, cornucopia of awesome stuff that came <laughs> this release i mean the the create customized reports i think that is one of the things that my customers have asked for since i started working with it because there are some very good embedded power bi reports within hr that works standard um but they tend to be a bit american <laughs> yeah yeah so they're Probably not really that relevant, all of them. Um, but now you can create your customized reports and you can embed the report in your workspaces. So it's, it's.
0: Okay, so it's a Power BI report that you can embed in that, or is it that you can embed it even further in the uh, human resource application as well then?
1: Yeah, you can embed the Power BI reports in your human resource application.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, does it mean that human resource is mostly in the the sort of finance and operations part that the navigation mimics that part, or yeah. does it mimic the CR Okay, yeah. No, it uh, it
1: mimics the the finance operations. Uh, navigation and search and uh, just about everything Um, yeah yeah. so it's uh, just the the, for me as a serum person it was kind of hard wrapping my my head around the structure of it all the database and how everything is built up and what is where and how everything is connected because it is in a completely different way than it is on CRM. It was just... Yeah,
0: we don't have any lifecycle services or anything like that. We just, yeah, Yeah. don't forget about that. Yeah, (laughs) it
1: it works. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's keep telling ourselves that.
1: <laughs> yeah. We wish. Um yeah. but I I I can also see why I I had um in fall of 2019, I think it was. I I run a, a women in dynamics group. Uh which has been kind of dead for a year now. But I um I had a lady from a finance operations company come and speak to us about how they do their projects. Uh, and my my group is for all of Dynamics 365. So CRM, FinOps, Business Central, whatever you work with, you're welcome. Um, but there are, because I I know a lot of CRM people, there were a lot of CRM people there. And it's just so extremely different than what I'm used to because even the small finance and operations projects are probably triple the size of a normal CRM project it is just they're just so big and massive projects and now that I've taken a deep look at the structure in HR and that is just on HR I totally understand how the ERP side is big projects because, dude, there's a lot of information there and everything's connected.
0: (laughs) So do you find it easy for people coming from the CRM, I mean, customers coming from the CRM to add on HR to, I mean, their sales, their customer service? Is it easy for them to sort of embrace this or do you feel that it's hard both for implementers and users?
1: If you come from the CRM side, I think it's harder. Um, it's easier coming from the ERP side, the finance and operation side. That is because then you're used to the structure, you're used to the menu, you're used to the layout um, and just the way you navigate and where things are. It's just the same in HR and and finance operations. Uh, So that makes it easier. Just how
0: list works.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So do you have more customers coming from finance and operations rather than customers also having dynamic CRM systems, applications?
1: I I think we're moving towards... Um, Where people see this as a strategic move, they, uh, a lot of the companies have made strategic decision to say that, okay, all our company's systems are Microsoft, Uh, end of story. And we will have those systems. So if it's CRM, if it's ERP, if it's HR, if it exists in, if, if Microsoft delivers the system, we'll implement it
0: Hmm.
1: yeah so and uh, a lot of companies already have crm and or finance operation and have just come to the conclusion that okay we have all of these systems we've been working for a long time to implement those we're happy with those we now see the next step we see our hr department has nothing we have a piece of the missing puzzle we could just implement hr and it will it it talks the same language the IT department just gets it because they've been working with Microsoft project for, products for a long time and they have done finance operations so they know that and they it just makes the entire situation of it all easier for the IT department because IT can say okay this is Microsoft I know Microsoft we've worked with this I know how the cycle goes. I know the release cycle. I know where I could go to get information. I know there is a massive community. So if I Google anything, I most likely will find Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah that's a good thing. Uh, do you have customers coming from the business central side as well? Or that's just no one coming from there?
1: I, I actually do. I um some are not all the customers are in finance operations or even interested in going to finance operations. Some have other types of ERP systems, so they're just completely different and just say, "Ah, well, okay, we we've got CRM, we're using that for something else. We might want to integrate some of it in the future, but right now we just want an HR system and this." This fits us, it's a good system, it's not that pricey and it solves our all our solutions. Um and I, I I've talked um a bit with a Swedish company that does CRM and they have Business Central and they have been looking at HR and wondering if they're going to implement it. Um and of course it it's a bigger road to go down to be able to integrate HR in Business Central because HR and finance operations already have a standard connector. So a lot of things have been done by Microsoft for you to make it easier. Whilst as Business Central, you would need to buy that or you would have to build that yourself or buy a developer to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Or now you could just use virtual entities.
0: Does does that mean that HR now supports the Common Data Service or the DataVerse? Uh,
1: yes and no. So uh,
0: we're yeah. not there yet.
1: No. And, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, unfortunately not. I uh, reading the release notes, I was uh, completely sure they would, but i uh, I had to retract that because it's um, it it. I don't know if they ever will go all the way to Dataverse just because once I've talked, the times I've talked to them, I've asked, okay, when is this coming? When is this coming? When is this coming? I, I really like this. And if uh, if we're working with field surveys, like uh, Thomas Hansard, the CRM keeper and I, we have a presentation. We're holding it in uh, Scottish Summit where we integrate HR and field service using virtual entity. <clears throat> and none of us are developers. Uh, and we have been able, without spoiling the entire presentation, <laughs> yeah. close your eyes if you want to listen to us at Scottish Summit. <laughs> um, but we were two non-developers and we still managed to make an integration, which not many years ago would not have been possible. You definitely needed a developer to make any kind of integration. And now you could just do it. Just There's no code. There's just copying stuff. Okay. And-
0: so does it mean that they sort of stay on these uh, dual write part, that they write it both to the dataverse and the finance and operations side?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- it's because um, when people ask me, okay, so is it in Dataverse or CDS or whatever it's called? Um, they say, is it there? And, or is it, or where, where is it? Where is the data? And as a CRM non-developer person, I just say, well, parts of it is on Dataverse, and I give them the link to which entities in HR are in Dataverse, <clears throat> and the other is in the magical FNO database that I have no idea where is. Uh, and I, you could get those through the virtual entities. And yeah, yeah. so now and virtual entities I think came with uh, this release as well. It's uh, it's come the last I don't know I, I wonder if it came in October or something so it's just finally you can get access to stuff and you can create your entities and you could make your um, integrations with any system that power automate can can talk to which is every system you can build your own connector <laughs> so it's uh it's just become a much better system these this fall, actually.
0: That's nice to hear. So that, that means that they have uh, improved integrations to payroll, for example, with this leave and absence that we talked about earlier. Now it's easier to get those leaves and absences onto the payroll systems.
1: Yeah, and they, they have also um, worked with the um, uh, an integration for payroll providers now um, this fall. So they have used, uh, or created an, an API for, uh, payroll systems so that you can ease, ease more easily, uh, connect to the payroll information. And it's, uh, yeah, uh, again, the, the integration have part have been really good this fall and, the. Um, I take my hat off for the the fall release. So I'm really, really curious about what they're coming with now with the spring release. It's not too far. It's
0: not too far. I mean, this will be released the 14th of January. Yeah. So I'm not sure if we will going to make it before that or not, but it's going to be close.
1: Yeah, that, I look forward to that. I mean, just seeing what they've done now. And again, this is why I think deprecating attract and onboarding was such a good idea. Because now the team is focusing on the core HR of the system and what the HR system actually needs. So it's just, they're, they're just more focused. And in my opinion, they have been focusing on the right things lately and not spreading out because attract was getting a lot of attention and did have a lot of good stuff coming out um every
0: yeah and they just have as many developers and as many money as they have and if linkedin takes part of that instead for us then we get more goodies yeah
1: yeah on other parts yeah exactly and just focusing on the The core, I mean, because this is for the HR people. They want the HR basic stuff to just work. And if that means that the integration with payroll providers works seamlessly, well, that means that they probably won't have to put input information to places. So probably they will need to register things once instead of in two different systems.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you have to do it twice, it's one too many, and yeah. it always is wrong. This one, if you do it twice,
1: yeah, and and I I have a company that I think they have three or four different systems. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, and and it's just again HR people, they're like, yeah, we're used to it. It's, it takes a long time, but yeah it's just how it's done it would be great if we we didn't have to but uh, we have to so we just do it yeah yeah so it's hopefully
0: not too long more
1: no yeah so there um i think there there are a lot of of companies out there that could could save a lot of time just with the input of data which is such a massive thing when it comes to HR because you want to have your data correct and you want to register things correct because it is people of the company it is the backbone of the company and you want the information to be correct
0: yeah I mean if you're a small company and you recruit someone that doesn't fit your Your company, I mean, your company um, profile or something like that. It could be really costly both for you and for the one actually starting there and not fitting in. So it's really important that these parts work.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, hiring the wrong person is it's so costly because you, oh yeah, you you need to get rid of that person or. They make a bad environment so that other people that you could need quit, or yeah. And once they do quit, then you would have to go through the recruitment process all over again, and that loses you money. And once another person starts, then they would need the onboarding, and yeah, just,
0: time and energy and all of that. Yeah, yeah. it
1: is expensive, um, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, do you have anything and other that's interesting, or should we leave it at this?
1: There's so many interesting things, but I, I think we've covered the the most important things. And of course, there are some some good stuff. Is uh, came 2 Dataverse. Well, it was then CDS, um, and those are important things like the skills and certificates that you have in, in HR, that you also could use in, in field service or in PSA projects. Cause you need to know what kind of skills do your people have? Well, you should again, register it one time in one system yeah. and the other systems should just get that information. So, and um, as it is in Dataverse, it just makes it easier you don't have to do the virtual entities. It's just there.
0: <laughs> and that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And of course that makes sense. Now that you say it like that, uh, the, the field service had a lot of these, what can I do? How, how efficient are people? Uh, do, would they have certifications that allow them to do certain things that other people don't, cannot do? So, that's important stuff to keep track of and know who's who who's capable of doing that or allowed to do what so yeah good stuff so where can i go if i want to know more then
1: about me or hr
0: (laughs) (laughs) hr first
1: hr first well the good thing is uh more people have started blogging about hr and holding presentations and everything so more information is out there. Um, actually, the start of first of December twenty twenty, my mentee uh, Ana Ines finally became the second HR MVP in the world. So I'm not alone anymore. There are uh, there's one more MVP focusing on HR, which is really good because. Uh, Anna is uh, such a great person and she she loves HR and she just uh, loves to share everything with the community. Uh, she has got a very good blog and um, she does parts in Spanish and parts in English. So there's uh, finally a blog for those wanting more Spanish content. Um, from Uruguay. Yes, from Uruguay. Um so far she is uh, she is moving to the Netherlands because she works for Four Vision great great company um and uh she well she was supposed to move to the N- Netherlands this summer or something, yeah. But uh, that didn't
0: then happen. then the pandemic happened.
1: Yeah, I totally did. So she's just sitting uh, home in Uruguay, waiting to <laughs> finally be able to come come over here to Netherlands. um uh, So hopefully twenty one will be the year that she and I get to meet for the first time. We look very much forward to that. We've. Um, She's a, she's a great friend and a very good mentee, so um, look forward to that. Um, if you're French, uh, Thierry, he uh, translates um, all of my HR blogs and most, I think, all of Anna's blogs as well to French. So he uh, he has a great French blog. So you can now, I mean, you can get your HR blogs in English, Spanish, and French. That is just, you don't, yeah. You've, you cover quite a lot of the people uh, in the world with those three languages. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You will have to get me the name or the spelling of Thierry yeah <laughs> so i can add it to the uh, show notes too so people can easily find their blogs and links yeah. and stuff like that and the ines yeah that's a little bit easier
1: yeah she she's uh. yeah uh, she's a, she she's a great um and i can uh, give you the um, the link for uh, Thierry. um it's a bit uh, it, it's a bit harder to uh to, to find uh, it. For me. <laughs> there are a lot of... Uh, and of course, Thierry growlish. I mean, it doesn't get much easier. <laughs> but I can send you both because they're both great blogs. And there's also um, a couple of more, uh, more people blogging and talking about HR. So I'll uh, make sure you have all the, the good notes.
0: Um, so, yeah. So you're going to be speak at the Scottish summit? You told us that already, right?
1: Yeah, end of February. Um, Scottish summit was the the last event for me before lockdown 2020 lockdown. Uh, yeah, that
0: was the last event for a lot of people because then everything just changed. It was, yeah.
1: it was, it was crazy because. Scottish Summit was the last day of February, and I was supposed to go to MVP Summit mid March and then go to Barcelona for uh, Dynamics Communities user group uh, in the end of I don't remember, March or April and everything was something just-
0: like that, yes.
1: Yeah, and everything got canceled. So it was uh, the last time I really saw people and hugged people and had a lot of fun with all my my friends from the community. So
0: Yeah, that's frowned upon these days, right? No,
1: (laughs) I'm a big hugger. I love to hug people. (laughs) People just look
0: at you weird now when you like uh, enter their personal sphere. They're like, "Who are you? Go away!"
1: (laughs) It's not good times for me at all. No, Uh, no. This this year summit, it was always supposed to be uh, online in uh, 21. Yeah. So they it it takes time to um, prepare an event with thousand people at the event uh, physically. So they they always said, "No, next big one uh, is twenty twenty two. It's just not happening next year." But then uh, Mark and Ian are crazy guys that never sit still. So. Uh, they're like, ah, we'll do it virtually. Fine. Yeah. Everything happens virtually. Yes, sure. We'll do it virtually. How? That probably easier. And then they have just expanded and expanded and expanded. And, ooh, there are some people wanting to speak in Italian. Yeah, sure. We'll make an Italian track. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, you want to speak in that? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do, uh, a
0: soon track. you have a Norwegian track.
1: No, no, that would just be three people. <laughs> oh, dude, we should have had a Scandinavian track.
0: Yeah, perhaps that would have worked at least.
1: Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, eh, too late. But it's, it's who
0: would you recommend as a future guest on Deep Park on this podcast? Uh,
1: well, talking about Scottish summit, uh, I would do either of the bearded guys. Um, Mark Christie or Ian Connolly, uh, or my partner in crime um, on the Scottish summit session, Thomas Hansard, the CRM keeper. All, all of those three would be good. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, do you have any links to self promotion or something like that?
1: Yeah, I have my uh, Twitter account, which is at Marlin Martinus uh which again, you can have the link because spelling my name isn't always easy for people not Scandinavian <laughs> uh, yeah and and also my my LinkedIn profile you can have the link in the the notes but it's also... yeah
0: sure I will be sure to add it and to your blog of course
1: yes malnes even worse <laughs> yeah uh, my uh, my full name dot com because I started with talent in my blog name, let's talk about Dynamics 365 for talent, I think it was and first they removed for talent and then they changed talent and now I. it's just me, never never start your blog URL with the product name if you are doing anything Microsoft
0: <laughs> yeah, so don't have like CRM in the URL don't, just don't do it yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it it will change.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm still sticking with Sierra rocks and see see if I can uh, can outweigh these name changes. Perhaps they go back to Sierra someday. someday. I keep telling myself that.
1: Yes, that would be so good if they went back to Sierra. Oh, that would make a lot of people happy. (laughs) A lot of us old school people, at least. Yeah yeah that would be great
0: <laughs> thank you Molly Martinez for your participation in Serum Rocks
1: thank you for having me it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah and thanks to you for listening and don't forget that you can do search for Serum Rocks and you will find it in your favorite podcast player or go or go to CRM and you can post your comment there see you next time on Serum Rocks